0: Well, when I was younger, I had a very distressing experience. This experience opened my eyes to the evil of human nature, to the viciousness of what people should be like. I saw girls that used to be friends suddenly become enemies. I saw mums whose friends were in this experience. I saw rolled ankles. I heard lots of swear words. Can you guess what it was? It was the junior netball rep trying out. <laughs> now let me tell you, there is nothing more vicious and more ferocious than 13-year-old girls running around with numbers written on their legs like cattle trying to impress people and get that prized position on the netball team. But I remember when I tried out, surrounded by all these beautiful, talented, sporty girls, the one thought on my mind was, I'm I good enough. Now maybe you haven't been a 13-year-old girl trying out for the rep team, but I'm sure we have all felt at some point in our lives, "Am I good enough?" Maybe it was a sporting situation, and you thought, "Am I talented enough?" Maybe it was in school, and you thought, "Am I smart enough?"
1: Or maybe you've ever wondered, "Am I beautiful
0: enough for someone to love me? Am I successful enough? Am I unique enough? Am I enough?" And God's Word tonight is going to give us a very interesting answer to this question. If you were with us last week, I'll give you a quick recap. We looked at the first um, overview of creation. We um, did an overview of creation and what God made on each day. But tonight we're zooming in on the sixth day when God made humanity. Now, in verse 26, when Lockie read out, God makes humanity. But there's something special about it.
1: There's something unique about them
0: that's different to the rest of creation. So let's have a look at verse 26 again. Then God said, Let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish of the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock of all the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his image. In the image of God, he created them, male and female, each of So our first question for tonight is our first point is what does it mean to be made in the image of God? Well, firstly, it means that we are like God and we are to represent God. An image is something that represents something else, right? So here's an image of me and my sister Katie,
1: and this image represents
0: us in the world, right?
1: Now the next image
0: probably tells you a little bit more about us that we like to have fun, that we like to adventure. Um, And it tells us a little bit more about who we are. But that's not actually us, right? It's an image. And so when God created mankind in his image, it means that all humans represent God and are like him. When we look at all people in the world, it should tell us what God is like. And so there's not just one specific way that humans are in the made image of God, but it includes a whole range of people. So take the fact that we can think ethically or morally, for example. A lion doesn't talk to another lion about whether they should become vegan or not, right? A cat doesn't think, or a dog doesn't think about whether they should chase a cat, they just do it, right? The fact that we're made in the image of God also means that we're relational. Just like God, the Father is with, God, the Son, God, the Spirit. We can relate to each other and have a relationship with God. The fact that we're made in the image of God means that we're also spiritual. We have a soul. You won't find a dolphin praying. You, you won't find a bear reading the Bible, right? We are different and unique. These things are uniquely human and they're an example of what it means to be made in the image of God. The second thing it means that if we are made in the image of God and God of infinite worth and infinite value and significance, then it means that we also have value. We are significant. God, when he made the world, put humans above the rest of creation, above the animals, the mountains, the rivers, and the plains. And whether you're a Christian or you're not a Christian here tonight, I hope that we could all agree that all people are valuable. People with disabilities, people from different countries, people with different amounts of money, for example. But have you ever asked why? Who says people are valuable? Who cares? runs of their litter because they're weaker. But could a human mother do that? Of course not, right? But why is it wrong? Because we all know that people are valuable. And you know who first said that? God. And the crazy thing that I find in this is that being made in, in the image of God, having worth and having value is not dependent on anything that we do. that would be so free?
1: It doesn't matter
0: whether you're black or white or young or old or disabled or sick, Christian or non Christian, you are made in the image of God. It doesn't matter if in your life you invent the cure for cancer or you're a garbage collector, you are made in the image of God. It doesn't matter if you've sucked up a million times following God or you've had a rough upbringing, you, you are made in the image of God. It doesn't matter if you're ashamed of your past or what you've done, you are made in the image of God. You have value because our God is infinitely valuable and you were made to represent God. You are worthy because our God is infinitely worthy and you were made to be like you. You are important because our God is the most important one in the universe and you were made so to recap, we are made to be like God and represent God. We are worthy and significant because God is worthy God. and significant. And the third aspect of being made in the image of God is that being were made to fruit. Verse 28 shows us this. God blessed them and said to them, Be fruitful and increasing number, fill the earth and the it. Rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky and over every living creature that moves on the ground. So, God gave humanity a job. Before sin was in the picture, he told humanity to be fruitful, auxiliar, and steward. And we're going to see Adam and Eve do this over the coming weeks. they go going to name the animals. they get to work in the garden. So, that means for us today that work is a good thing. Work is blessed by God. And so, Christians today are called to bless and rule and grow what they have been given. Whether that's a job, a house, a family, all of of work. But sadly, we all know that people don't do this. The sin is the picture. And so that means when we were meant to be a blessing, we were meant to be make the world better, we don't always. We're still made in the image of God, but like here, a shattered phone screen, we don't show that image of God. So what does that mean for you? Well, if you're a Christian here tonight, that it means that you are responsible for be a blessing over creation, for ruling over the tiny portions of it that, that you have. So that means that mowing the lawn, or washing the dishes, or feeding your pets with a part-time job are all ways that we can fulfill God's cause to rule over his creation. So we've talked broadly about what it means to be made of God, but did you notice the one key aspect that was mentioned here? And this is our second point. We are made male and female, according to God. Verse twenty-six and seven gives us that one distinction of category, and it says, "We were made male and female."
1: So this means that God determines
0: your biological sex. There are only two categories. There is no subject. But this is one distinction that our God really doesn't like right now. There are over 56 different categories you can select when you choose your gender for Facebook. But the Bible has two. And that might be hard to hear, so I just want to show you a few examples from history to show you why it's important to trust both design rather than culture. Our, our world has always had a problem with this verse in one way or another. And I'm just going to show you why it's important to trust both Culture changes by our first example is from the 1700s Britain. This is William Wilberforce. He was a Christian who advocated the end of slavery. But the problem was, a lot of people didn't like that idea because slaves got them a lot of money. People don't like God's work because they want to live in But William Wilberforce challenged this view of the society at the time, and he has to remind them that slaves. So, they should be treated with the dignity and respect that they deserve. And eventually, after a lot of political work, slavery became illegal. Culture changes, violence doesn't. Our second example is from the 1960s. This is Martin Luther King Jr. He was a Christian in America and he led non violent protests
1: to promote the rights of African
0: Americans. And they were being treated really poorly and discriminated against. Many people didn't even want to to them or have their children go to the same school. But Martin Luther King challenged this view and said, "No, all people, no matter the color of their skin, are made in the image God and deserve to be treated with dignity and respect." And eventually, the unjust laws and abuses of culture began to change.
1: Culture changes
0: if only done. And so, right now, today, in 2021, our world doesn't like the fact that God made the categories men.
1: They want to get rid of
0: them and wear them down. So men can do absolutely anything men can do and women can do absolutely anything that men do. But if history has taught us anything, it's that culture changes by So gender and sexuality is the hot topic now, but it will be something else in 20 years and something else in 200 years. So we must hold on to this truth because it never changes. God's word never changes, never fails, and it says that all people are precious. I want you guys to see the beauty of this verse. Both men and women are made in the image of God. That means they're equal in His eyes, and they both uniquely represent who God is to the world. So if we didn't have men, that that hides something about God. If we didn't have women, that hides something about God and the world. But one is not better than the other. One is not more important than the other They are equal but different. And verse 31, we heard that God saw all that he had made, and it was very good. And so this tells us that God's design for them to be men and women is a very good one, not a bad one. So manhood and womanhood are going to be celebrated. Now we're gonna break the world and needs the so that means that there are people who may feel like that they are different gender. We need to love and care for these people all the same, but still say that your sex was given by God. And being in that broken world also means that we are incomplete image bearers. We sin, we try to control people, we don't love perfectly. We hurt each other. And so we are like those shadow phone screens. You can still see the image and see what it's meant to look like, but it's fractured and broken. You don't perfectly represent God. So here's the answer to the question I posed at the beginning Are you enough? Well, yes and no. Yes, in the fact that you are made in God's image means that you are enough. You are enough right now just as you are. You don't have to seek other people's approval. You don't have to be the best at everything. You don't have to be the most beautiful girl in the room or the hottest guy in the room. You don't have to be the most successful or the most unique. You are enough right now just as you are. You can still use a broken phone screen, right? God has a habit of using sinful, broken people all the time. But God loves you too much to let you stay there in your brokenness and your sinfulness and the way that you are fractured. So no, you are not enough to fix the brokenness in the world and in yourself and your own. But Jesus is. Colossians tells us that Jesus is the image of the invisible God, the perfect one who became a human, humbly and lovingly, living on earth to die on earth. Jesus is the perfect image of God who died and rose again so that one day the brokenness inside us and in the world will go away. So I you enough? No. But thankfully Jesus is. So come to him if you are tired of wondering if you are If you are tired of chasing after me for the If you've been mistreated, if you are lost, if you are searching, come to him and heal you. Our final fact: living has images. So if all people are made, the made in the image of God, made male and female, what does that mean? Well, I want to talk to you about a Dutch company called Van Moet. Van was having a problem with the bikes that they were selling. The drivers delivering these bikes to people's houses weren't taking care of them, and they were riding smashed and broken. And so the company nearly had to shut down. To Completely because they were losing so much money from these broken bikes. But they came up with a clever idea. They asked themselves, what would make people treat these boxes with more care? So they did this. They put a picture of the TV on the box of the bike inside. And suddenly, no more bikes arrived broken. This company knew that when people know the value of something, they treat it differently. And so when we know the value of people, that they are made in the image of God, then we will treat them differently too. So when you mistreat another person, you're actually mistreating someone who bears the image of God, the person who picks on you, the teacher you don't like, the strange family member. They are all made in the image of God and are worthy of being treated with respect and dignity. And it also means that Christians, should be the first ones to stand up for those who aren't given that dignity and respect. For homeless, refugees, people with disabilities, the unborn, the elderly. Christians should be the first ones to stand up and say, no, that's not okay. That person is made in the image of God and deserves to be treated with respect and dignity because they are that That's our fault. I wonder if you are Heavenly Father, we thank you that you have made us your image. That we represent you and we are like you, Father. That's such a privilege you do for that. Father, I ask right now for the people in this room where they don't feel that significance right now, they don't feel valuable worthy. that you show them to And Father, we ask that we would always be those who stand up for others who are being mistreated. People who are going through hard times with being treated, that we might be the first to say, That's not okay. We are all.